No, it's an honor to come up here. Um, if you don't know or you know me now, my name is Ted Smith. I've been the children's pastor for Sunshine for, well, after my mom resigned and retired, she'd done it for years and years and years. And um, Pastor Morris, the previous pastor, asked me to pray about it and to take over and, um, and the ride that it's been. Um, this doesn't work just because of me. Um, I have a great crew that helps me, that pours into your kids. Um, we take that very seriously. That's no joke. Um, we've had some that have retired, and uh, we miss them dearly, but we understand that when you get older, the, this yelling and the screaming doesn't work much more. But, uh, but it's an honor to come up here um, to, uh, I don't want to say bail out Pastor Aaron, but... Uh, Kelly and I, we enjoy doing this. I was praying that he wouldn't ask me to do this, but Pastor Morris is up at another church, so it kind of singled me into the into the deal. But uh, it's 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 neat to do this. I'm I'm blessed, you guys, to come up here. I don't get up here very often. As some of you have not seen me, I'm usually downstairs. But uh, I was ready to go home right after the worship. Kelton, Kelton, and you guys are just you guys get better all the time. Vicky, Brian, you guys, Dennis. Man, Jim, what a blessing, what a blessing. Um, this week is, is I studied, uh, Pastor Aaron does this series, and I was telling Don Walker that in a way I'm kind of blessed because being downstairs, it's, I have so much going on to preach and to teach kids, and like I said, we don't mess around down there, we love to pour into your kids. Um, because the times are not good. Um, I've seen kids that have came to church and that have went from from kids to youth and then right out the door, and they've never come back. And uh, and I get emotional on that because I don't want to see any kid lost ever, ever. There's no reason that that should happen. But um, as I studied this week, um, and we're in this spiritual warfare. Um, well, let's get right into it. You want to turn, uh, Andy, you want to hook me up with that first scripture? Um, Ephesians 6, 18 through 24 is where I'm going to go from today. It says, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for the Jews and the Gentiles alike. I'm in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. To bring you up to date, Tychus will give you, give you a full report about what I am doing and how I am getting along and at the end, of, you got me. He is beloved brother and faithful helper in the Lord's work. As I read this this week, Paul's in chains when he wrote this, but yet he was still joyful. He wasn't complaining. He was holding in there like never before. But the word that stuck out to me the most, actually two words, prayer. One, one is prayer. Um, I just want to touch on that. If you're not praying for your family and your kids, you need to do that more than ever now. 
that's first ministry. Pastor Morris, Pastor Aaron have always told me that, and Pastor Kelly. A lot of people think it's all nice being up here doing this. Sometimes I'd rather be out where you're at because prayer is first. It should be the most important thing before anything else. Second of all, in that, in that verse, Paul talked about perseverance. You know, we live in a lot of dark times now, and we all have to endure something in our lives. We've had ups and downs. I know some of you in this room are going through some things that I can't even imagine what you're going through. Um, I know some of you have been put through the ringer. Perseverance means a whole lot to you. It has a definition you might not be able to put into words. I know we got a family in the front up here that's their son's going through a lot. And, um, and this church has never, 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 never backed down from praying for them guys. So I want to encourage you by the end of today, one, you never give up. You keep in the fight. You pray for your families like never before. This world is really dark right now. If you haven't been watching the news, I have to turn it off because something's going on that if you watch it too long, it'll scare you to death. And you'll think, God, what is going on? But if we stay in his word and we persevere like Paul did, this guy was in chains, you guys. I read, too, that a lot of people think he was just behind a, uh, a lock and a key but where he was, he was down in a hole, and they would throw stuff to him down there. And he was in chains on top of that. So imagine that. And I think, God forgive me for being, excuse <laughs> my what I'm going to say, but, you know, for being a wuss. Because what those guys went through, those disciples went through, is I haven't even been nowhere near that. But now, church, now is the time to be persistent and persevere. We need to be strong. Pray in the spirit for all believers. Vero, Don, Kelly, for coming down and praying with me this morning. That really, that really blessed me. Prayer is so important be able to, to be able to stand firm. And also, you pray for the unsaved. You that have friends you work at at your job. I tell the little ones down there, sometimes they don't like the person that they go to school with, you know. Sometimes the kids don't like each other, <laughs> you know. And I've been there before, you know, so I can relate to that, you know. But, um, but I think about in my own life, I've got people that I work with that need God. And uh, some of them are right on, the, right on the edge, you guys. So the ones that are on the edge go after them even harder because without them, they're, without Christ, they're lost, um, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 and 4, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. A lot of you don't know some of my background. Um, I'm a two-time vet. Um, I've been across that pond probably six, seven times, so I know how Aaron feels when he gets back from his trips. But uh, that's not easy to do. Um, we have a young girl downstairs in our class today that's going into the military. Um, I think she's going to do very well. Um, but you can't just throw in the towel. You know, when I got the call and said I was going to Iraq, I had a lot of fear. And uh, 
One, you know, are you going to come back? You know, and not just that, but the fear for my family to see my family, to look at their eye. You know, they don't know if I'm coming back or not. But, um, but you just can't quit. And then today, and in this church, we didn't. We're not preaching to a bunch of quitters. I don't see anybody in there that's a quitter. And I ask you, don't. My mom always told me, nobody likes a quitter. And she's right over there. She, even at 54 and 55 years old, I won't tell you which one, but she still beats me over the head with that when I'm ready to quit. Because sometimes it's, sometimes it's hard. You know, some of you that work with kids downstairs, you feel like, you know, what more can you teach a kid, you know? Or will they ever take something you say seriously, you know? You talk to these kids and you get some that are, you're connecting with, and some of them are... They're just kind of out there a little bit. So I always, ta- always teach them when I'm downstairs to, to, to stay faithful to God's word because I get these kids for like eight and a half, nine hours a month, and that's all I get. Um, a lot of them want to come and play games, and games is fun, but games aren't going to get you through. James chapter 5, verse 11 says, Indeed, we count them blessed, those who endure. God will bless you for enduring, you guys. You didn't know that? You know, even in the book of Revelation, it says in the first few verses, if you'll even read Revelation, he will bless you. So right there's a word that you stay in his word, and he will bless you, and he'll bless your life. An example, Job. Job was not perfect. A lot of you guys know the story. That guy lost his family, his cattle, everything. The only person he didn't lose, I think, was his wife and some of his buddies. (laughs) And sounds like you'd have probably like to have lost a few of them too, but the Bible says he lost everything. Job did right in God's eyes, and yet he suffered and endured. And look how he endured when he came out the other side. His buddies and his wife said, curse God and die, but he never did. He never quit, and that should bless you. Don't get down when going through testing. 2010, I had a stroke. I had a brain aneurysm in my forehead. I had two pools of blood on my brain. um, And I had eight blood clots in the back of my brain. 16 days later, God blessed me, and I walked out of Iowa City. And I've had other ones, too. I've had a heart attack at my job where I drove myself to the hospital. Don't know why I did that, but I did. Um, I was the only one there, scared to death. But, um, and then I had some stuff fall on me, and Busted me up some more, so when Pastor Aaron told you a few months back that I'd been through the ringer, yeah, I've been through the ringer. But, um, but don't get down when going through testing, church. Press into God during those times. Read his word. Call people to come alongside of you. You know, a lot of people don't want people to pray. For, you know, people are like, hey, you know, I got something going on, you know, but Sometimes that stuff is private. Sometimes it's not. But if you need prayer, call somebody in this church. There are prayer warriors in here that, that do more than I do any day of the week with kids. You know, they'll, keep, they'll pray with you, and they'll pray you through. In Hebrews 12, 7, it says, If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means you, you are illegitimate, and you're really not his children at all. God corrects his children, church. I believe God does this one to get your attention. Sometimes we need somebody to knock us in the head every now and then. 
and I've needed a lot of that in my life. Um, like I said, my, my dad, if you didn't know my dad, I buried my dad a year ago in January. Um, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Um, but I believe that God does that. He disciplines his kids to get your attention because without him, you're going to perish. You're not going to make it. Um, Pastor Morris got the chance. My dad was a, my dad was a barber for 40 years. And um, he cut Pastor Morris's hair, um, and he got to speak into his life. And uh, he opened up not too long before he passed away, and Joy and I and my mom even got a chance to, to minister to him. And he said he was ready, and he accepted the Lord. So don't, don't take discipline that you get in your life that God hates you. God doesn't hate you at all, but he does that to get your attention. I think some of us need more attention than others, but um, but a long story short on that deal, he did accept the Lord before he passed away. And um, the things we go through down here, it just makes heaven even more sweeter to know that I'll get to see him again um, and celebrate. Um I thank, for, I thank God for the family that I've gotten, that I've had in my life. Um, they've poured into me and taught me. I know Pastor Aaron has poured into me, Pastor Kelly, Pastor Morris. I've got my mom, my family. Find a place that people that pour into you because without somebody pouring into you and coming alongside you, you're not going to make it. Sunday is not just you come in here and listen to me or Kelly or Aaron and then you go home and you're not in the Word at all. You need to be in the Word. A little, like Joyce Meyer, I think she said one time, she says, a little dab ain't going to do you. Sundays is just not enough. Um, also pray for your family and your grandkids, you guys. Um, I always ask the kids when they're down there, have you been praying and reading your Bible? And some of them are saying, well, the dog's got my Bible, or I left it in my dad's house, or it's in the car. I don't know how many times I've had that. But uh, I, I try to keep these kids involved and, and pouring into their lives, because I know that little kids see what their parents are going through. Um, and I see it every Sunday when I'm down there with these kids, because all of them come from different backgrounds. My mom and dad were divorced when I was five, so I know that some of these kids down there that have been through the ringer. Genesis 32, 24 through 30. I got, a, I got a ladybug up here wanting to slide up on my stuff. In, in Genesis 32, 24 through 30, Jacob wrestled with God. It says he wouldn't let him go. He said, Jacob all alone in the camp, and a man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began to break. Go ahead and stop right there, Andy. We'll just skip the rest of that. But Jacob wrestled with God and wouldn't let him go. Do that with God too, you guys. Pour in when, and, and you need to pour into your own life too through the word because I've had to do that wrestling too. I've never had a hip broken. 
but to press in and, and ask God to be with you and keep you through things that are going on. He also said when, when Jacob wrestled, he said he wouldn't let him go. He said, not till you bless me. I know we got Pastor Morris always talks about the wrestling that goes on that he did when he was younger. And he talked to me this week and he goes, you know, he said, Jacob went from the name Schemer to the name Israel. And Israel means a prince with God. I thought that was so cool that he hung in there. Jacob hung in there and hung in there and hung in there to the very end. And God blessed him. Another man that I read about too this week was Paul in 2 Corinthians eleven twenty two through 28. We can go through that. Are they, are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I know I sound like a madman, <laughs> but I have served him far more. I have worked harder. Been put in prison more often, been whipped more times without number, and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day at drift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts and on the seas, and I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. As I read that, that was in 20, verse 24 and 27, that was, Mar, that was uh, Mark's Paul's authenticity. And he says here, I don't know, you got that. Maybe you didn't have it up there. But it talks about where the Bible says, I had suffered for the gospel of Jesus Christ. He had a, one thing that got me with, with Paul was, you guys, is that through everything he went through, his perseverance and hanging in there, the beatings, the shipwrecks, if you read at the end of that, he says his deep concern for the church. The church was real young back then, and there were a lot of false teaching that was trying to get in there. But yet, through all that, he persevered enough where he cared about the churches, whether it was the Jews or the Gentiles. He still pressed in and got them and made sure that they didn't falter from the word. But as I, as I studied that this week, is one thing that I did learn from there is Paul says, if you are, if you, Paul is, if you are I a leader in a leadership position, treat people with with treat people with Paul's kind and empathy and concern. Um, he went after everybody. He used to, he, like you've read before, you guys, a lot of you guys have know the story. This isn't a, a, new, a new chapter, but Paul killed a lot of people and imprisoned a lot of people. But yet, when God got a hold of him, he totally changed. I mean, 
They were people that were scared of him. They would run off when they seen him coming. They're like, don't bring him over here. We don't want nothing to do with that guy. And they're like, no, 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 he's changed. But he persevered too. He could have thrown in the towel and said, God, I don't need this. I'm down here spreading the word and keeping my nose to the grind, and I don't need this. But yet God still took care of him. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And that man is Jesus Christ. He received what every person deserved, church. He, deserved, he, he, he took everything that we deserved, the whooping, the beatings, unto the death on the cross. And by faith, sinners receive what he deserved, God's acceptance and eternal life with him. He's the ultimate in perseverance, church. He didn't mess around. He could have he could have threw the towel in. He didn't need to do what he did, but yet he did. I think the main thing I try to get through you to you today is is don't ever give up. Don't quit. Time is short. When I was talking to Josh Wednesday night, I probably embarrassed these guys, but Elijah's back in church today. And he told when he was talking to me about him coming, uh, he said, time's getting short. And we're right there, you guys. We're, I mean, we're right there. But don't, don't ever give up. You've come too far. Don't let anybody deceive you. Tell you Christ is not worth it. Christ is worth everything. Because without him, you've got nothing. Galatians 6, 9 talks about, Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Don't get weary. Don't quit. The Bible says, Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves, you guys. Every Sunday be here. Okay? Every Wednesday night. We've got good teachers that teach on Wednesday nights people that will pray with you, will pour into you, and we need each other. We can't do this by ourselves. Amen? I wrote something down here as I close. Our responsibility, you guys, is to sow seed, but the harvest belongs to the Lord. Amen? Pour into your families. Amen? I can't, I stress that to the kids downstairs. If they've got friends, I have one kid said, what do I do? And I just walked him through and I told him and he came back and he said, you know, I told that kid about Christ and he kind of laughed at me. And I said, well, I've been laughed at before too. That won't be the first time that that's going to happen. But you persevere and you keep on going and you keep on pouring in to that person and live like Christ is in you amen keep full of the word whether it's programs podcasts whatever Pastor Aaron's turned me on to some before and and some of that and even a phone call call somebody call somebody if you live alone call somebody call and get a word from them 
seek God for your family, church. Never stop praying and lifting them up and persevere to the end because Christ did. Christ did for you. And that's why it's so important that you do that and hang in there. Amen. All right. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You know, if you've, if you're going through some times like I have, I know things are tough and sometimes you just want to throw in the towel and not give up, you know. If you, um, by you raising your hand, tell me if, church, if you got somebody in here that is persevering and going through some tough times and you want to come down here and be prayed for, we can do that with you um, for you to get through. I know it's tough, but if you do, raise your hands and if you want to come down front and if you need prayer for anything. I tell you, just just with your heads bowed this morning, Pastor Ted's talked about perseverance here uh, today, and and I got to tell you, you are not alone. You are so not alone this morning, and and I got to tell you, it, we've talked about victory today. We've talked about, and some of you feel like you just, you know, the victory hasn't come yet. But I got to tell you, any victory I've ever attained in my life has come with perseverance, staying in the fight. And I got to tell you right now, if that's you, if you rose, if you raised your hand when Pastor Ted asked you this morning, and maybe if you didn't raise your hand, and you say, I need somebody to agree with me in the fight. I need someone to stand with me as we see God's victory ushered in this morning. Pastor Ted and I are going to come down here right now, and, and we're just going to pray for anyone. So, so if that's you, you know me, I, I, I tell you, have no shame in your game. Come on down. Let us pray with you from the smallest to the, to the biggest need that you have this morning, and, and we want to do that with you this morning. So uh, I'm just going to pray. Pastor Ted, do you want to meet down here? And we're just going to be right here for you if that's you and you want to come down here this morning. Father, we just thank you for this time, God. We thank you that you have said, according to your word in James chapter 5, Lord, that you could call for the elders of the church, for anyone who's hurting, anyone who has praise, anyone who has a need, Lord, for perseverance. Your word says that we can come before your throne. So, Father, I just pray for each and every person here today, God, that you would speak a blessing on them. We speak a blessing today, God, that you would work in their lives, that you would manifest your spirit in their day-to-day, Lord, that you would draw them close to you through your word. And, Lord, we praise you. We thank you in Jesus' name. If, if you need to come down, we're going to be right here just waiting, all right? And we're going to be praying and agreeing with you.